0: Welcome to National Treasure Hunt, the podcast where the secret lies not only with Charlotte, but also with your co-hosts. I'm Aubrey.
1: And I'm Emily.
0: And welcome to the ABCs of National Treasure.
1: ABC, it's easy as one, two, three,
0: <laughs> as simple as Do-Re-Mi. ABC, one, two, three, hey, National Treasure, yo. Wow, that was beautiful. Um. Thank you. You heard it here first, folks, Emily Black's first single, The ABCs of National Treasure. Um, so today's episode should be a lot of fun, both for us in this recording process right now, as well as we hope for all of you. Maybe it'll even um, you know, get the wheels turning. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll have some thoughts about our ABCs of National Treasure. So basically what we're doing today is Emily and I are going to go through all 26 letters in the alphabet and tell you what people, places, or things from National Treasure come to mind when we hear those letters. It's going to be a little bit of a competition between Emily and myself. We're going to throw down and see who has the best ABCs of our beloved film franchise. Um, That's what we're doing today. We thought this would be a fun way to uh, ease into the end of our season, which is coming up very quickly. But before we do all of that, before we get into the ABCs and perhaps are treated once again to Emily's wonderful singing voice, we must go with our screams from Parkington Lane, For anyone who might be new to the show, Screams from Parkington Lane are my confessions, Emily's confessions, perhaps even your confessions about how national treasure has seeped into every aspect of your daily life. And uh, now you're just all the way deep into the pit of Parkington Lane, screaming, but no one's there to let you out. That is National Treasure Hunt. Anyway, uh, Emily. (laughs) Do you have any despairing screams from Parkington Lane to share today?
1: Wow, that, got,
0: that got It gets dark. darker every time.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know if my scream's that dark, uh, but I do have one. So um, as I may or may not have mentioned on the podcast, I am currently teaching at, as an adjunct professor an introduction to neuroscience course at Haverford College. And one of the things that I like to do is try and bring pop culture into my class in different ways. And of course, National Treasure presents the perfect opportunity to do just this. So what I was talking about were these bumps and folds that are on the brain. Okay, now these are called sulci and gyri. Sulci are the little grooves in the brain. And then gyri are the bumpy parts. And it's why your brain basically looks like kind of a crumpled up piece of paper when you look at it. Mm -hmm. And among different species, there is some evidence to suggest that different amounts of these folds relate to cognitive processing abilities and intelligence. So I had some pictures of some animal brains that I was using to demonstrate differences in the number of folds in different animal species compared to humans. And, but I had to give them the caveat of saying that just to be clear, the number of bumps and folds from human to human does not mean that someone is more cognitively capable than someone else, which is what my boyfriend loves to say. So the example that I gave was I said, it's like when you compare Ben and Riley in National Treasure, right? Riley has a little bit of trouble figuring out the clues sometimes and Ben gets them right away. But that doesn't mean that Ben automatically has more folds in his brain than Riley does. And they got quite a kick out of that.
0: Um, I'll bet Ben has more folds in his brain than Riley does.
1: That's not a thing. (laughs) I can't condone the spreading of misinformation. That is not a thing <laughs> as a neuroscientist. No.
0: So Riley's just not as smart as Ben, but his brain His brain's appearance would not tell us that.
1: I like to think that Riley is the smartest Ben just in different ways. <laughs> Let's not get into the Riley character assassination again. <sighs> Aubrey let's let's hear yours
0: okay well mine is is short but I personally got a kick out of it and this is like a hundred percent this happened to me this week all right so I um I've been working on a virtual event series for my job and naturally once registration opens to the public I am like keeping an eye on the registration the numbers where people are coming from you know what countries et cetera. Um, And I opened up the registration list the other day. And the first name that I saw as a recent registrant was Paul Brown. And I was like, oh, my God. I I was like, oh, my God. And naturally, I'm like, so, yeah, uh, Nick Cage's alias, Ben Gates' alias, when uh, he meets Abigail Chase for the first time is, of course, Paul Brown. And that's naturally where my brain went. And that's really it. That's, and that's, he's attending your event. He's attending my event. Um, Amazing. So we can only hope that that's actually uh, Nicolas Cage. And he uses that as a uh, alias in his real life because he just doesn't want, he doesn't want the attention.
1: Yeah, you know, let's <laughs> keep our fingers crossed and be on the
0: lookout for that one, Aubrey. Absolutely. But hey, Emily, I actually have someone else's scream to share as well. Really? I, I do. So this is our very first listener scream i mean y'all we've been telling you to share screams with us on social media for a while um so let this be evidence that if you do we might share it on the air this scream actually comes from my mom mm-hmm. who as you know listens to our show and this
1: is paris
0: <laughs> and she called me the other day and she was like i just had to tell you I had a scream from Parkington Lane. Ah! And I was like, mom, what? what is the scream? And she told me that, you know, in one of her bajillion walks with our dog, Riley, um, in any given day, she was walking Riley and started talking to this neighbor because the neighbor had his own dog, right? And you know, dogs like to play when they're walking and whatnot. She's talking to the neighbor, and then like as she's walking away from the neighbor, it like hits her. Oh my gosh, he looks just like a young Nicholas Cage." And I was like, "Mom, I'm so proud of you. That's a beautiful scream.
1: So we had young Nick Cage had a little interaction with a Riley for himself.
0: Yeah, and apparently he lives near my childhood home. Amazing. It was meant to be indeed. So those are three screams for y'all this week, including a neuroscience lesson. Like you're getting way more than you bargained for in this episode, but Hey, do you have screams to share? Tell us we will put them on the show. You, 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 you
1: can, 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 and that's why I do it. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Us on Twitter and Instagram at NT Hunt Podcast. We are available for your listening ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Good Pods. Go ahead, like, subscribe, rate, review, do whatever you can on those various platforms to let us know that you are too are with us down in the pits of Parkington Lane as we move through this episode and others. Tell us your thoughts, tell us your queries, tell us your complaints. I hope there are none, but this is life, so there probably are some. While you're at it, go ahead also and check out our merch store, which is available in the link tree in our bio you can find some t-shirts you can find some notebooks some stickers some magnets all kinds of stuff with national treasure hunt sayings on them um really fun way to rep your favorite podcast whether you're just driving along or you are walking along depending on your mode of transportation um the walking is suggesting that you would get a shirt not a sticker to stick on your chest or anything um but yeah so go ahead and check us out let us know how we're doing and uh Aubrey why don't you tell us a little bit more about the episode I
0: don't even know where to go from there um these are just getting the the social media shout outs are getting more complex every week and it's just hilarious um actually I also want to flag that there's a special role for everyone listening in today as it pertains to social media. So basically, what you're going to get out of today's episode, you're going to get both Emily and myself pitching our ideas of the ABCs of National Treasure for all 26 letters of the alphabet. And we're going to have a little bit of conversation. We're going to share about why we picked them. We're probably going to make fun of each other's picks a little bit, you know, the usual. And then you the listeners get to decide who wins the ABCs of National Treasure on social media. We will be putting up polls on social media. You get to choose whether you liked mine or Emily's ABCs better. And if you hated both of them, or if you had a totally better suggestion for one or multiple of the letters, you can send that to us as well. So get out a pen and paper so you can keep score or if you are super like new wave, Gen Z, you don't even know what paper is, you haven't held a pen in years, like get out the notes in your phone or whatever you like to do so that you can keep score and vote after this episode. You know, I used to have edible
1: paper. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I had this little pad of edible paper. You could write on it, but it was also edible. Why? funsies
0: were you, were you in the habit of eating
1: I mean I ate this paper
0: did it taste good
1: it's kind of like foamy
0: ew was it yeah. fla- was it flavored sorry now I need to know it was
1: supposed to be flavored it, it didn't really taste that way
0: cool so it tasted like paper awesome um <laughs> so Emily I thought before we actually launch into the ABCs that maybe you and I could um, start by just sharing the strategy or the approach that we took for um, coming up with our own ABCs. Um, I will note for our listeners benefit that Emily and I came up with our ABCs completely independently of one another. We do not know what the other person is going to say. So this is very as off the cuff of a conversation as, as we could probably have. So Emily, did you have any strategy in mind when you were picking your ABCs?
1: So what I really found was that my strategy kind of changed over time. Okay. So at first I was going with a lot of characters and some places. And then I started to get into some funny inside jokes for myself. At which point, I kind of ended with song lyrics. Wow. So, just... They'll be interspersed throughout the alphabet.
0: Just to confirm, the soundtrack of National Treasure doesn't have lyrics, right? Oh, no, it's not from National Treasure. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Well, my... (laughs) My strategy was, I kind of looked at it this way. National Treasure has taken over my entire life, right? Like this movie is me and I am it. So I kind of figured that the most authentic version of my ABCs would be quite literally the first thing that pops into mind about the movies for each letter. So I didn't try to go for funniest. I didn't try to go for you know, the most niche. It was literally the first thing that pops into mind because I felt that would be most authentic. I will say that like at the beginning I had the first thing that popped into mind and then the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, like a bajillion things would pop into mind for each letter in the beginning. Like slowly as I went through the alphabet, it was like fewer and fewer. Yep. Um, so this should be just a ball of fun. Um, so what do you want to, do you want to just do this, like alternating back and forth for each letter or does that sound good? That sounds good to me. All right. Well, Emily, do you want to kick it off with our first ever ABCs of National Treasure Challenge? What do you have for A?
1: For A, I said Abigail.
0: I also have Abigail for A.
1: (laughs) Now I feel like this is cheating a little bit because last week when we recorded, we talked about doing this episode. And I gave you my couple first picks for the alphabet. And Abigail was the first one I said. So I feel like you could have worked harder to choose a different one.
0: Again, I was going with the very first thing that popped into my mind. I will say with the second thing that popped into my mind for A was Appleton. So um Professor Helen Mirren's name, Emily wow. Appleton, <laughs> um, but that wasn't the first thing. Like, if I was going for a niche vibe, like, as obscure as possible, I would have gone with Appleton, but no, a- Abigail it is. So we're kind of on even playing field here. Okay, how about, uh, how about B? I Do you want me to, should I go first? Should we, like, go back and forth going first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so for B, I... I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't have Ben Gates. Because he's uh, Ben is only the word that pops up probably the most in the entire franchise. But but that's all. Go ahead, Emily. What do you have for B?
1: That name didn't even come to mind when I was doing mine. Good! (laughs) For B, I picked bunnies. (laughs) Like (laughs) <laughs> they're talking about the bunnies in National Treasure Two. Okay,
0: what Emily is referring to here is what has quickly become an inside joke that has developed on the pod. So you might be aware. Um, this is, of course, the scene in National Treasure Two where they're in the Oval Office and um, Phil Dunphy is trying to help Abigail find her not quite missing earring so that Ben, ba ba Ben. <laughs> could find the plank or try to find the plank in the resolute desk um that is that really okay i love that but that's hilarious like i feel like you kind of win that round in my opinion although i will say i was expecting bean comma sean
1: Uh It is what I said last week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: also feels like very you. A couple of other things that came to mind for me were Booth Diary and Buckingham Palace.
1: Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I can see the tone that you're going for. Very different than my tone. Well, but I think that'll make it interesting.
0: <laughs> indeed. I, I cannot wait. Um, let's move on to C. What do you have for C?
1: Creepy tunnel
0: actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? I um I like to think this is a three I have Charles Carroll of Carrollton.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: What? Is fair. <laughs> it's literally C times 3. Yeah, it came to mind first because obviously um he plays a critical role in the opening scene of national treasure like he launches the story and I feel like through the podcast he's a great example of a founding father that most people I would venture to guess had never heard of before and Mm -hmm. we've really I hope been able to shine some light on like who he was and like who he was actually in history as compared to what we saw in the movie so so yeah probably not a surprise then that he comes to mind immediately to me
1: I thought Creepy Tunnel because one of my favorite Riley lines is, hey, who wants to go down the dark creepy tunnel first?
0: That's, yeah, I will admit that's a very good one. Um, Thank you. I will say I was a little disappointed in myself that the first thing that came to mind wasn't Charlotte.
1: I honestly thought that was going to be yours, I have to say.
0: Like, if you were to go into my notes doc, I know we weren't allowed to look at each other's, but like, now that after we're done this, if you were to look, I kind of wrote down like I have in bold the first thing that came to mind. So the ones I'm going to say are my ABCs. But then if I thought of other stuff, I wrote them down too. So you, you'll see. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes. Let's, let's move on. How about how do you feel about the letter D? Okay.
1: I feel a little boring with this one.
0: Really? Oh God, I know it. I know, I, you have one of two things. You have either Declaration of Independence or Daylight Savings Time
1: declaration of independence
0: i'm a little surprised you didn't do daylight saving time given that it's like riley's shining moment moment. yeah Yeah.
1: what did you pick
0: So the first thing that came to mind for me for d was debt that all men pay
1: oh okay i like that that's definitely more creative yeah the declaration of independence
0: well, then I also had Declaration of Independence second, but but quite literally, Debt That All Men Pay came to mind first, and it probably because it really launches the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the rationale kind of is the same for Charles Carroll, right? Like it, the Debt That All Men Pay is the beginning of National Treasure 2 um, when Ben's ancestor is dying um, in that saloon. Uh, So I guess what you're going to start seeing, mine aren't all obvious ones. And there's some, some are, some are honestly like clues because I find the clues so memorable, you know?
1: That's funny that you should mention that because let's move on to our next letter. Okay. Our next letter is E. Yeah. For E, I said, Emily doesn't remember a lot of the clues. (laughs) So while you think the clues are very memorable, I you, as we all know, I struggle very much with them.
0: Dude, that is so cheating. What do you mean? It's fair. It's very funny. It is cheating though. What? Dude, you literally started your pick for E with Emily, not thinking that there's actually a character named Emily in the movie. I'm sure that Emily
1: doesn't remember a lot of the clues either. I could have been talking about her.
0: You, you know who the Emily is in the movie, right? Yeah, I know. Who? Who is it? Who Ben's is it? mom. Oh, I'm so proud of you.
1: And Her last name's Appleton.
0: Which you just learned five minutes ago. So since Emily doesn't remember a lot of clues from the movie, it's only fair that my E is a clue from the movie. Let's see if I remember it. It's eagle clutching a scroll. Okay, I know that one. That's on the President's Secret book. Yes, that is the symbol for the President's Secret book, which once again, we owe a debt of gratitude to your boy, Riley, for even knowing about.
1: I you going to say, to
0: my boy, Josh. And I was like,
1: that's unrelated, but yeah.
0: So yeah, that is my e and my f is uh another clue but i'm assuming yours is not so why don't you enlighten me what you chose for letter f
1: i chose our favorite organization in the entire film which i now realize could be one of two organizations it's the fbi oh oh yeah, Seriously? <laughs> I realized it was misleading. It could have been the Freemasons, it I was the FBI. <laughs>
0: definitely thought you were gonna say the Freemasons. <laughs> the sound of genuine shock. <laughs> um, so I, I gotta ask since you, uh, you didn't have, let's say, as streamlined of an approach as me, where you just like put the first one that came to mind, what made you choose FBI? Did you just want to make me mad? A little bit. Cool, 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 cool.
1: I always take the opportunity when I can.
0: Wow, that's beautiful, Emily. Thank Um, you. What was yours? My F selection is 55 in Iron Pen.
1: Nice. Okay. I don't remember that clue.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: I remember Iron Pen. I remember that Sean Bean thought it was a prison.
0: Uh, No, Shaw thought it was a prison.
1: One of Sean Bean's men thought it was a prison.
0: That, that is true. This is, do you, do you remember what this is from? Like where this happened? So this is like the launch of the present day of the movie, of the first movie on the Sham pipe.
1: Oh yeah, Mr. Matlock can't offend.
0: There you go. I am literally incapable of hearing the line 55 in iron pen without my brain then saying, Mr. Matlock can't offend. Um, so I'm glad that you at least have that mental connection as well once you are reminded that this is a thing. Yeah, I'm just saying my
1: E choice is making more and more sense.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll give you, I'll give you that. Okay, so moving right along to letter G.
1: So for letter G, I chose giant car chases. And this is based on the information that you gave me about the car chase that occurred in Mm Blunton. Yes. Um, And how it was like a really big thing to set up. It was like a really big scale. And also it just felt
0: like it went on forever. You were totally struggling with the letter G, weren't you?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. Weird. Um, Okay. Interestingly enough, I was also having a hard time with the letter letter G. What did you say? So I ended up, I was struggling with it, but I ended up with two. Um, But the first one that came to mind after loads and loads of thought and racking my brain uh, was Gala. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna be a little maybe presumptuous and say that i probably won the letter g here um so <laughs> rude so gala of course it's so the gala is so important to the first national treasure movie um both in terms of like our actual plot and stealing the declaration but also our interactions with abigail mm-hmm. um but the other g word that i came up with later unintentionally was glyphs um, oh okay that's from a good one yeah, so from the the wooden planks in Book of Secrets, since that's what they call them in the movie.
1: Very nice, very nice. Okay, Aubrey, what do you have for
0: letter H? Okay, so this is another one where just like a bunch of ideas came to mind. But the first one, uh, perhaps because of what I thought of 4G being gala, um, the first thing that popped into my mind for H was heist.
1: That's what I have too. No way. Yeah wow
0: we have mine is heists that's fine plural because
1: they also do a heist in the second movie
0: if you consider fake kidnapping the president a heist i mean it's not a day-to-day life event that's true but as discussed it's also not really kidnapping true but anyway um i love that so we've already had two of the same answers i'm actually genuinely surprised
1: i can tell you that it will not be the same for the next
0: one (laughs) okay okay so um i also just wanted to note before we move on to the next one that um an h word that honestly i feel like we should have used or it should have been the first thing that came to mind was history oh gosh come on emily
1: (laughs) be (laughs) better be better (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, come on put those full and in
0: gyra those folds to work put those folds to work ah! oh my gosh okay okay so so h we are clearly on the same page but you say that for i we are not
1: mine for i is ice ice baby you know that song uh yeah yeah because of the arctic tundra in the beginning of the first movie
0: okay that's kind of hilarious <laughs> Thank you. Were you also struggling with? No, I-
1: no. I figured out this one very quickly.
0: Immediately. So you were just like going full humor mode for this one. Oh yeah. I really like that one. This one for me is um, it's a little bit of a callback to one of your previous ones. I just decided to flip it around and pull what I thought would be a U, and I said Independence, comma Declaration of.
1: I feel like that's cheating. That's not cheating! A little bit. It's
0: not cheating. I could have just said Independence, considering that's also, like, the premise of the history of the movie.
1: Or Independence Hall.
0: I could have also said Independence Hall. The second one I will say that I thought of for this was Ian Howe.
1: Nice. Sean Bean represent?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry he wasn't the first thing that came to mind. It's
1: okay. We can't all be winners. Just Sean Bean.
0: You didn't use Sean Bean for B or for I.
1: Spoiler alert, I didn't use Sean Bean at all.
0: (laughs) Wow, so you didn't use him for S either. Cool, 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 and yet you're coming at me. Oh my gosh, okay. um, I'm gonna guess that as we move on to the letter J, did you go the creative route for J, Emily?
1: A little, but less so.
0: Okay, I'm intrigued.
1: So for Jay, I said, joking arguments, question mark. Because in the second National Treasure movie, when Abigail and Ben are having their big argument in Buckingham Palace, it starts out as a joking argument. And then turns into maybe not a joking argument, question mark.
0: Okay, I'm just going to say, if independence comma declaration of is cheating, then joking argument question mark is definitely cheating. What? The words are at least in the right order. I could easily, okay, you could literally just take any scene from National Treasure then and be like, "L lawn of the White House.
1: You could, but we didn't. How do you know? no I didn't well if you did that was very creative I didn't
0: but well okay well Emily then I don't think joking argument question mark is very creative actually it's very creative it's just almost too creative
1: to be fair it was joking arguments with three question marks
0: oh that definitely makes a difference
1: thank you what was your J
0: well I see your joking arguments and I raise it a twofer jams and jellies ah very nice very nice so we thought of the same scene not even remotely close to the same scene <laughs> oh, not even right. not even in the same movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God,
1: y'all. I remember now. I remember it's Riley when they're talking about the preservation room and he's asking if there are delicious jams and jellies in there. Yeah, I know. I got confused because Buckingham Palace and English tea time and they're very proper and they might have jams and jellies.
0: Y'all, we cannot, you can't make this up. This is. I swear I should be on this podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. Delicious jams and jellies is one of my favorite Riley lines. I think it's hilarious and it is an underutilized and under-recognized line. But yes, do you, out of curiosity, do you like remember where those took place?
1: This I scene? just told you.
0: Where? The Library of Congress. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't, I clearly was not listening at that point. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm impressed. By you, by you acknowledging that this happened in the Library of Congress, it's you inherently admitting that you remember they were in the Library of Congress in the first movie, which most people forget.
1: I remember that scene very vividly, just not what they say.
0: Okay, so moving right along to the letter K, I wonder if we have the same one here. What did you say? Kidnap the president.
1: I just said kidnapping because multiple kidnappings occurred throughout the movies.
0: That's fair. Like on the part of the villains, especially. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. So it's something
1: I th- that we just kind of, we do. Yeah. And we don't think of the moral qualms behind what I we're mean, doing.
0: we do. We have a whole ethics episode. True. In, in which the ethics of kidnapping, specifically the president, are discussed. But you're right. The fact that when I think of national treasure and I think of kidnapping, I only think of the president scene with complete disregard to the fact that like every family member of ben is taken at some point as collateral damage Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty telling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i will say i feel like if you're doing abcs of most things k should often be very challenging probably but here i feel like we just owe a debt of gratitude to uh the wiberleys and the writers um In this particular case for calling this what is actually just a casual walk with the president behind a closed door a kidnapping
1: making it seem much more dramatic than it is but okay
0: but okay (laughs) okay well let's move on uh to to letter l um i've already admitted that i did not use lawn of the white house but i'm curious to see what you put what lies. you say lies
1: yes but i was saying it in the lord voldemort voice
0: oh i could barely hear you uh who what lies there's so many l words in this movie i like had like two lines of them
1: they gave ian the wrong clue at the end of the movie I don't know. Them giving him the wrong clue is just as someone who's confused by the clues I always think it's the right clue for a second and so I really remember that scene.
0: Gets you every time.
1: So it's like they're lying to Ian but they're also lying to me a little bit.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, that that tracks. I mean, when I think of lies in this movie, I think of like the quintessential lie that takes us through an entire movie which is Mitch saying that um, that thomas gates was the architect of the plan to assassinate lincoln but you know let's go with the fake clue that makes a 30 second appearance at the very end of the first movie for the person who doesn't remember any details of the movie that makes sense what did you have aubrey so as discussed many l words came to mind but the first one was lemons ah i love it yeah lemons uh are obviously very important to uh the whole declaration of independence clue revealing or unveiling or whatever you want to call it um also for emily's favorite sexual tension moment in this entire franchise um also for the purposes of the internet making fun of the number of lemons in someone's refrigerator it's also of course inspired one of our favorite speed round questions in some of our episodes So lemons was the first thing that came to mind. Although I will say, Liberty Bell, Liberty comma statue of. Oh my gosh, you with these comma statue. Lincoln Memorial, Library of Congress, (laughs) Lawn of the White House, (laughs) all valid options.
1: All valid, but none of them is good.
0: Indeed, I, I would personally agree. Um, Okay, what letter comes after L? I believe that would be M. You look very excited about the letter M for some reason. So I will turn things over to you, Emily.
1: So this is the time when I got really into my song lyrics. Oh, God. So for M, I have money, 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 because of the money that they used to look at in the magnifying glass to figure out what time it said on the Bell Tower of Independence Hall in the first movie.
0: Creative, and I don't hate it. Thank
1: you. What do you
0: have? Uh, Mitch Wilkinson.
1: Yeah, that tracks.
0: (laughs) I don't think much more explanation uh, needed for that one. Um, Though I will say, I found it interesting that um, Ian Howe wasn't the first thing that came to mind for me for i but mitch wilkinson was for m
1: he's a worse villain
0: i know maybe it's because we've talked a lot about national treasure too in recent seasons or maybe it's just because i didn't think of many other m words for national treasure so there's that um i personally love what i have for the letter n okay what do you have New Jersey
1: that makes sense that you would love that
0: so this is obviously I I actually wrote it as New Jersey parentheses hello Ben welcome to because because any this is this should be my screen for parking lane anytime i drive home to my parents house whenever i'm driving over the delaware memorial bridge and you cross the line that takes you from like delaware into new jersey my brain goes hello ben welcome to new jersey (laughs) what was that accent i don't know it's supposed to be Shaw, obviously um so yeah everyone knows everyone knows if anyone knows anything about National Treasure, it's that Ben ends up in New Jersey for literally 30 seconds after he jumps off the Intrepid and, like, torpedoes under the water of the Hudson River to New Jersey. Everyone knows that.
1: Everyone does know that. You know, as proud as you said you were of your end, I think my N is my proudest one as well.
0: No way. Whoa.
1: My N is... Never gonna give you up. Ben and Abigail said the Declaration of Independence.
0: Is this a joke to you?
1: No! (laughs) 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 They legit would say that. That's what they felt about the Declaration of Independence. They had a whole conversation about it.
0: I mean, the only thing that would, I guess, make this more appropriate is, like, if in the first movie... When Ben has to drop Abigail to save the Declaration in Parkington Lane, it would only be funnier if he started singing that song. Mm-hmm. Get Rick Rolled. Good for, good for the Declaration of Independence, man. I, I, I have no words. That is all. Okay. I
1: think I win that one.
0: We'll let the audience decide. <laughs> Okay. Moving on to the letter O, what do you got?
1: For O, I have the Olmic Plank, Oh! in parentheses next to that, I said, don't ask me more about it.
0: Couldn't make it normal, could you? You were so close. You're so close to making this a normal one.
1: <laughs> it would be less entertaining for people if I made it normal.
0: I guess I guess that's true. Nobody's expecting normal from me. I'm actually really impressed that you came up with a normal one for this. Was this an easy one or a hard one for you?
1: Pretty easy, actually.
0: Just so like came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Out of curiosity, what else do you know about the Olmec planks in this movie, Emily?
1: These two twins stand resolute.
0: Those are the desks,
1: mm-hmm. but it's where they found the plank. Mm-hmm. Um. They had the glyphs on it. Traffic G. camera picture taking.
0: Good for you. I'm mm-hmm. extremely impressed. Thank you. Actually, um, yeah, well done. Uh, for the letter O, I have ocular device. Nice. As you all know, I love. I, I just think it's so funny that they call it that. I mean, it's like clearly glasses, right, or spectacles. Mm-hmm. But they call it, oh, some sort of ocular device. It's like a very subtle Nick Cage moment. You know, it's like you you could see Nick Cage choosing words that are like a little obscure here. And as anyone who frequents like our social media pages knows, um, that's how we describe our show, the podcast taking an ocular device to the National Treasure film franchise. So that's probably why it came to mind for me. I will say, Emily, I'm a little shocked you didn't choose Ottendorf cipher because I know you're very passionate about the Ottendorf cipher.
1: To be honest, I forget what exactly it is.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Um, Okay. Moving on to the letter P
1: Poster tubes. There were more poster tubes flying around in this movie than there were at a scientific conference. That's not true. There was only one poster tube, and then like it kind of split into two for a hot second there. But the poster tube was treated with as much importance as it is treated at a scientific conference.
0: It's also a way nicer poster tube than you see at any scientific conference.
1: True. The one that I took in my graduate school lab was taped together.
0: Wow, okay, that's next level. I was just going to say that our lab had one in grad school and we like shared it and it was just like a black plastic tube. Yeah. Um Ben Gates has like this nice brown leather one. True. So, I like have this dream of recreating some national treasure scenes in Washington DC like with like a legit photo shoot. Because again, I live in Parkington Lane. Um and I really need to like get my hands on like a brown leather poster tube for this to have any like effect to really make it look like the scenes, you know, I feel it. Yeah. What's your P this is totally tainted by my scream this week, but it's Paul Brown. Okay. Yeah. But I will say I had a lot of ideas for P so subsequently I thought of prison. Someone's got to go to prison, Ben. Prison comma.
1: Someone's got to go.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Someone's got to go too um <laughs> preservation room and then finally phil dunphy
1: not parkington lane
0: oh my god <laughs> not
1: parkington Lane. <laughs> parkington lane was the first one i thought of
0: really yeah oh that's funny and you didn't you chose not to go with it
1: Mm-mm.
0: cool 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 um just you know more evidence of the different ways in which our brains work mm-hmm. okay so i'm almost afraid to ask what you chose for the letter q because i'm gonna assume that this is a creative one because you couldn't think of anything
1: so for q i said quizzical looks mainly from riley when he doesn't know what's going on
0: so hello everyone welcome to the abcs of national treasure where we're not choosing a word we're choosing a whole sentence
1: no i had quizzical looks and then in in parentheses the rest of it
0: oh okay 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 um i chose another one of my favorite niche phrases from the movie um which is questionable legality do you know where that comes from emily no um it is ian in the first movie when he's saying we could borrow it the declaration of independence and he's justifying it by saying that he has in a previous life, arrange a number of operations of questionable legality. Um, Though I will say another very logical answer which came to mind immediately after was Queen Victoria. Mm. From National Treasure 2, the history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Emily, we are quickly reaching the end of the alphabet here and a letter that, um, if you don't pick what I think you're gonna pick, I'm gonna be extremely disappointed in you. What did you choose for R?
1: Reading Terminal Market
0: wow i chose riley pool
1: Mm -hmm. i thought about it
0: i also thought about reading terminal market um i'm gonna chalk that up to like aubrey chooses new jersey is to emily chooses reading terminal market yeah you know
1: that's fair i felt a kinship with it
0: do you do you enjoy reading terminal market I don't
1: go very frequently, but I've enjoyed it when I've been there. It's just very crowded, so I haven't gone during COVID.
0: Do you know the only time I've ever been there was do you remember the year of Sinus, like when our freshman year, um like the first week, they let they like drove the freshman into Philly to like No, because I commuted. You didn't go to that though? No. Well, they took the freshman into Philly and you could kind of do like whatever you wanted there and I went to the historic area it was the first one and only time I had been to like Independence National Historical Park mm. so like I saw the Liberty Bell I saw the outside of Independence Hall I did not go in and um somehow I also was at Reading Terminal Market but I know that's not really nearby it is um, not but It was almost like Ursinus was preparing me to do this very podcast years and years ago. Shout out to
1: Ursinus again.
0: Every, every day. Every day. Honestly, I'm waiting to see how many Ursinus references we get into our National Treasure book. It's going to be a lot. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to the letter S. Stairs! That's smart. I like that.
1: And it is Riley line, so...
0: So you're redeeming yourself? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I am not proud of my answer. And I am going to caveat this by saying it took me a while to think of anything for S, which is odd because like S is such a, like, I don't know. There's a wordle trend going on right now. And everyone knows that you start with like R, S, and T, right? Um, I have Sideski.
1: Oh, okay. That's what I thought you were going to have.
0: I'm not proud of it.
1: No, but it would be weird if you didn't have him. Really? You have to acknowledge
0: your hatred. I guess so. I also just needed something for S. Trust me, if I thought of anything else, I might have cheated. And even if I thought about that other thing second, I might have put it first.
1: Could have said Sean Bean.
0: So could you have. Shaw. Shaw. I do like Shaw. Gone too soon. R.I.P. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on (laughs) to the letter T.
1: Oh, the literacy brings me such anxiety. Tilt platforms.
0: Oh, I should have seen that coming. Um, I have Trinity Church. Okay. And I, I happen to know that you think these are one and the same. They're not. I know they're not. You know they're not. You know that the tilt platform is not under Trinity Church.
1: Yeah, it's in Siebel.
0: Good for you. You're learning. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm I'm acknowledging it. Okay. I'm going to wild guess this one and say that you had, um, you have something creative for the letter U, maybe?
1: You are correct.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't. I have a very logical one that I was a little proud of remembering, but go, go ahead. Be my guest. It's funny. You should say be my guest. Oh, geez. Be my guest comes
1: from a Disney film.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what else comes from a different Disney film?
0: Unbelievable
1: skies. A.K.A. a great U of D.C. With those aerial shots.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You really, you really couldn't think of anything else. No. <laughs> you couldn't think of my pick, which was Urban Outfitters.
1: Oh, nice one. No. 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 I just went straight Aladdin.
0: Wow! I mean, sure, great views of DC. We also have some good views of the Statue of Liberty in Paris via drone. That drone flew in the unbelievable sky.
1: It did. I suppose I, I, I talk about that scene in a few more letters. Don't worry. Uh,
0: okay. Well, let's move. Let's move right along to our next letter. The end of the alphabet here y'all. This is going to get fun. This is going to get capital F U N fun. Um I'm happy to go first with the letter V. I was also proud of this one. Okay. Um I honestly so quite quite literally I don't think I fudged any of these. So no.
1: I disagree.
0: Valley Forge.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. You definitely would.
0: Thank that you. One. So Valley Forge, of course, being the little um, password for Abigail to get into the preservation room area. And um, Ben used his little science hack of um, having the fluorescent powder on her fingers so that he could see which keys she typed. And then he gave the letters to Riley. And then Riley was trying to use like a anagram decoder and he was like valley frog because he's riley and then ben gates goes valley ford she pressed the e and l twice yeah sorry i'm sorry i i just i have a knack for repeating entire scenes and exact lines and it's maybe one of my only talents so i can really only show it off here so that's what i'm doing anyway what do you have for v
1: well i found that recounting of that scene very boring and I also find car chases very boring. So there were some very boring car chases in this.
0: So your word is very boring car chases? <laughs> you know, for someone who hates car chases so much, especially in these movies, I find it funny that you've referenced them twice in your ABCs of National Treasure.
1: Gotta do what you
0: gotta do. I feel like maybe you like them more than
1: you let on them okay pure hatred what do you have for w water rocks eagle what they poured
0: water on the rocks
1: and uncovered the eagle
0: oh okay so it was just like a string of letters that you're putting together by association Water, rocks, eagle. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Fair, 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 fair. I just thought you might have said like water makes the rocks darker, or water was the villain the whole time. I mean, it was. Or just water.
1: I wanted to be more specific. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Fair, fair, fair. Well, um,
1: you have that so much better?
0: Washington, comma George.
1: Again with the commas.
0: <laughs> I enjoy commas, which everyone will see in our book one day.
1: I hope, and if I have anything to do with it, they won't. I'm going to be editing all those commas out.
0: This is going to be a fun process. I cannot wait to hear what you have for the letter X, because I am, again, proud of mine.
1: Xylophones. Xylophones, which were heard in the chase theme music.
0: Were they actually?
1: It's possible.
0: You have no idea.
1: No, I don't have a picture of the score.
0: Cool. Um, my X is XY, which, as you may recall, stands for Special Collections at the Library of Congress in National Treasure Two. Wow. And that's the section that they—that basically the president tells Ben he has to go to to find the president's secret book.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: appreciate that
1: got to admit it
0: um we're coming down to the last two letters i'm very excited for the last two letters here um these are admittedly not my greatest but i'm proud of what i've put out today i'm proud of what i've produced (laughs) all in all so um the letter y who'd like to go first would you like to go first no why don't you um for the letter y i have yale uh because in national treasure 2 the president says that he was an architectural history major at yale and that's why he knows about basically that the, the map that the slave charlotte had of mount vernon and the tunnel system that's like that was his rationale for like knowing what the map was was because he was an architectural history major at Yale
1: wow Aubrey that's better than mine
0: yeah is yours fun I think so I'm all ears
1: your favorite movie or it should be
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you basically turned the ABC's of national treasure into like would be catchphrases yeah that's fair
1: I think it's I think it works well
0: it you know given the approach that you took to this I like it
1: thank you for that caveat and compliment
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you did tell me not 30 minutes ago that you try to make me angry at any chance that you get so what do you have for Z so for Z I didn't want to make up a catchphrase to to use language related to your strategy that just wasn't the vibe i was going with um so mine doesn't start with z but it has two z's in it and it's direct what? and it's directly from the movie so i was okay with it it is puzzle box
1: okay that's us
0: It's not necessarily following the rules, but I would also argue that you making up phrases that actually don't come from the movie is the same level of cheating.
1: This at least,
0: this at least comes from the movie.
1: Well, and you're just,
0: and you're just angry you didn't think of it.
1: I think mine's gonna win personally.
0: You're going to win the letter Z or it's going to win you the whole competition? The letter Z at least. Oh, oh, at least. right. At minimum. (laughs) Z, very
1: helpful. French police.
0: Wow. So, you basically, I took a word that actually has Z's in it. It just doesn't start with the letter Z. You took a word that doesn't start with Z and turned it into A word that starts with z
1: well that would be how it sounded with a french accent
0: okay let's just agree that neither of us knocked it out of the park with the letter z fine but i think all in all we made it through the alphabet 26 letters very different strategies
1: very different (laughs) boldly brazenly different some might say
0: And now it is time for our listeners to weigh in and decide who wins the battle of the ABCs of National Treasure Hunt, Aubrey or Emily. So you're going to have to go on social media this week, the week that this episode comes out, and vote on either Twitter or Instagram who wins the ABCs of National Treasure. And we also want to know Just like in general, how you thought we did and more specifically, what you would have said for any letters that you have particularly strong feelings about. So that's your job now. I hope you take it with pride.
1: And you can perform that job by finding us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us to listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Good Pods. Please go ahead and do what Aubrey has asked of you. Please tell us about your ABCs. Please vote on our ABCs. And we can't wait to see what you guys think.
0: Yes. So, get on it. Get to it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This might be one of the most fun recordings that we've had emily (laughs) from our perspective yeah yeah (laughs) it
1: was fun from this side of the mic
0: (laughs) yeah so we hope uh we hope you enjoyed it too let's just leave it there and hey the next time you hear from us y'all it will be the penultimate episode of season four of national treasure hunt once again who would have thought we'd get past one season two seasons especially with two movies we're almost done season four and we are not going anywhere that is right So, that being said, come back for the penultimate episode of season four in two weeks' time, where we will be discussing the contents of the Templar treasure. This is going to be a combination of a historical deep dive and one of our fact versus fiction episodes. It's going to be a little different, but should be a lot of fun and should be super interesting. So, it seems like a good way to lead us slowly into the finale of this season. And that's what you have to look forward to. So, hey, until then. I'm Aubrey and I'm Emily and thank you so much for joining us on our national treasure hunt